Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get thirty, thirty. Ready to get thirty, ready to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Ready to get twenty, twenty. Ready to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Drinks, the weekly podcast brought to you by two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, who debrief on the week that was over a bottle of red wine. Grace, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, Second dip of the year. Yes, we had a very together-filled weekend at the Polo, so we've only really had one day apart. Yeah, that's very true, actually. But yeah, nothing, like the polo was nice. It was like a beautiful day in the sun, which is good because the year before it poured with rain. Yes. Um, but I feel like the day just goes so fast. Yeah, it flew by. I couldn't believe it. You were like, Grace, like, it's have got to make the most of it. Like, yeah. it's going to go so quick. Yeah. Yeah, it was I know. really fun. Because I feel like by the time you get into the swing of things, it's like 1 p.m. Yes. And then you start like going around and visiting all the other marquees and like seeing your friends. Mm. And then it's like, oh, it's over. It's all over. Mm. I feel like this was my first foray into understanding how dodgy the Daily Mail is. Because there was like an article after the fact being like, raucous, lame reality TV stars ruined the polo. And I was like, what? And then I opened it and it was all just normal. Like, it was like Kira and Jared were dancing in their marquee and like... Yeah, and like, yes, it, Ali did have a drink spill on her dress, but like, you spilled so coffee did I. All yeah, over I yours. Coffee on my dress. Like, you know, I was like, oh, we saw all those people and none of them were behaving in it. Yeah, weird way at all. Yeah, it would actually be really upsetting if I just went to that event and they were like, raucous Grace O'Neill spills coffee on dress. Like, you know? I know, yeah. Like, loses phone. Yeah, loses phone. <laughs> yeah. I know, it was like a brief 10-minute window where you had like a bit of a breakdown. I know. Like just dropped coffee. I'm and just then... so clumsy. Like I just, I really need to like do a fucking seven-day-long meditation or something. <laughs> I just can't get a handle on basic everyday things. I'm such a klutz. I need to do a meditation too. I literally, I can't meditate. Never, I've tried so, so, so many times and my brain is just like yeah. mental. I quite like it, but I... The thing is, you're supposed to think of it as this like necessary thing to do every day where I see it as such an indulgence. Like I'm like, who the fuck has time to just sit in silence for 20 minutes? Like that's so unrealistic. But it's not. 
that you just need to I definitely couldn't do it in the morning how they always suggest I'd just fall back asleep what's caught your attention this week so I watched an amazing movie last night called Cold War it's like a Polish art Mm. house movie but it's amazing it's like I actually am making my resolution to stop saying like all the time. I sound like a fucking moron when I listen back to the thing. I'm like, 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 like a teenager. Are we cutting um, that? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, that was, that was something years and years ago. Like when I was at uni that I tried really hard to stop saying. I need someone to like cuddle prod me or something every time I say it. Yeah. But Cold War is, it's a, rom- like a romance set in Poland in the 1950s. Riveting. But it's amazing. It's beautiful. Like the lead actress is just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Well, speaking of beautiful women, I went to Mary, Queen of Scots last night. Yes. How was that? Perfect. With Margot and Margot Robbie and Saoirse Saoirse? Ronan, um, two incredible actresses. It was really good. Um, it was we saw less of Margot in it than I expected, but then again it is called Mary Queen of Scots, which is Saoirse's character. Um, but she was like incredible what was her transformation who margot because there's some shots in the trailer where she just looks like her normal beautiful self and somewhere she just looks insane like is that her aging yes right. so it was funny because at the start i was like oh are they trying to make her look quite ugly but she just looks beautiful because they're just yeah. putting this ugly makeup on her and she's just like hello i'm yes. a supermodel yeah um but then you go through and she gets like queen elizabeth gets the pox oh. and gets really sick mm. and then she gets older and she like just goes a bit I think she goes a bit crazy with mm. like envy over Saoirse's beauty and oh. then she, it turns her a bit nuts but yeah it's really Which good it's very hard to pull off like Margot Robbie being so jealous of someone's beauty that she <laughs> dies <laughs> <laughs> you're like okay I know let's it's try and make that work yeah good luck makeup department yeah literally um, it was, yeah, it was so funny. I was like, they've sort of like muddled with her nose a little bit, but then her lips are just like... Everything is so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, love. I read an article in The Guardian this week that I loved. It's called, When Did Reading Become a Competitive Sport? Which is just all about how this summer was just a sort of pissing contest for who read the most literary books. Did yes. you feel like that on yeah. Instagram? I feel like it's been like that for a while though. Yeah. And I feel like I sort of in some instances contribute to that because Same. I'll sometimes put up what I'm reading but it's more because I, I put up what I'm reading because then people will reply and will tell me whether it's good or not and like give me recommendations yeah I've got this sort of like semi-online book club and I actually oh. just got invited to a real book club oh my god first Why time I ever out of this little cleat I know that you have <laughs> yeah. I know it's just this exclusive thing that I've never told you about I no. know um but I was always kind of wondering why I'd never been invited to a book club considering I read all the time and my you're work- just hoping that like the universe would just bring one to you well i tried to uh, join my mum's book club once and she rejected me <laughs> she was like it was on she was honestly like no it's with literary professors and you know your, your, your lecturers and all this and i was like mom get like, over yourself you're not smart enough yeah basically club, so yeah, i couldn't join everyone read the same books like you can just tell what the real hot books are yes yeah exactly it's all the like the Pulitzers and the man bookers, yeah. which I'm, yeah, I'm guilty of it as well. I just, I loved about this article. She said that she did a deep dive on the best-selling books in Australia. And she said, according to her research, one in 20 Australians own the Barefoot Investor. She's like, I've never <laughs> once seen one of those like on, on Instagram. an Instagram or whatever. It's so She's true. like, we're so ashamed of our chick lit junkie 
pleasure reads, we just curate the most literary highbrow yeah. zeitgeisty Zadie Smith mm. Instagram Because I wouldn't ever like put up that I'm reading Marion Keys <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Exactly. But I do really need to read The Barefoot Investor. I think everyone can. But aren't you like that. if one in 20 people have it in Australia, like not everyone can become rich. Like it can't have. No, but it, it's sort of just helping you be better with your finances. Right. So, um, like I was this actually. This episode is brought to you yeah. by the Barefoot Investor. <laughs> no, but I seriously was talking to my workmate about it today. Because I was like, I, like after our money episode last week, I've been inundated. We both have yes. messages from so many amazing women who also love spending their money. Um, and it's been so nice to hear that everyone, well, everyone who messaged us is in the same boat as us. My best friend messaged me being like, we need to Skype ASAP. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Yeah. We've had a really nice mix of people saying, this is me. Oh my mm. God. It's so nice to hear someone talk about it. And people being like, ING currently have a great high interest yeah. lot. Like, I know. It's so good. Account. So many like helpful people. We love that helpful advice. Yes. That's yet. what I need. I'm very mm-hmm. interested in this sensational Instagram egg. Yeah. Which I only found out about like a couple of hours ago. I'm oh, very late to the party. Yeah. Yet, but I liked it. You liked the egg? Yeah. I haven't liked it. Oh, I did. So if anyone uh, is unaware, um, an Instagram account was created with the sole purpose of making an egg. Um, <laughs> you say egg? Kylie Jenner's record for the most liked Instagram in the world. And I think Kylie Jenner's record, I don't even know what that was. I actually know this because I read it this afternoon. Hers was 18 million and the egg has like nearly 40 million now like it's crazy oh my god and then kylie responded i'm interested in your view on like was kylie's response funny or not because i was kind of like shut up but then i was like maybe it is funny um i mean it's funny by like kardashian yes yeah it's not you know richard Pryor. yeah no she shouldn't be on like snl but (laughs) it was yeah no this is like a reaction to a thing that's happening in the world Mm egg yeah um so she cracked an egg on like a boiling hot road and watched it apparently i was talking to our digital editor today and she was like when it was pitched in the morning meeting the headline was like kylie jenner beat out by unlikely competitor and she was like i think we need to put that it was an egg (laughs) like i think like think of them like you if you read that you'd be like oh ronaldo or Or like selena gomez (laughs) or beyonce yeah not an egg (laughs) I just love that story. I know. I know um, another thing that's popped up this week, um, James Middleton has made his Instagram account public. Yes, yeah, so we're listening to In the Limelight, um, mm. the Vanity Fair podcast on our way back from the polo because we got to, we, Izzy, I don't have my license. <laughs> Grace <laughs> can't drive. <laughs> She's good for fucking nothing. Literally good for nothing. Izzy, um, we got to drive a really cool baller Alfa Romeo back from the polo yeah we drove it like the back. whole weekend yeah and so we just we felt like these Melbourne. really cool like soccer moms it was just the worst if i was like trying to change lanes really late or something because no one wanted to let us in yeah <laughs> like, and fuck it... off you rich bitches yeah exactly i was like this is not a nice feeling mm. being in a big beast of a car like that yeah but um yeah we we're listening to that and they were talking about um the james middleton instagram account which had been secret for ever yeah for a long time mm. and then it got discovered and now it's gone up to like over a hundred thousand i think he must followers. have made it public because i doubt it was just there yeah how would anyone not know yeah but what was interesting was a deep dive of his follow list yeah is he take it away so um yeah so his posts are just all basically dogs 
Um, <laughs> sometimes he's holding a lot of dogs. I'm not sure whose they are. They're, it looks like they're all his. Oh my like god, a thousand Labradors. that's so cute. Yeah, he's very handsome. I feel like this is because he's newly single. No, wasn't he just dating some model on a yacht the other was day? Was he? Ah, uh, yeah, like like a month ago, he was on uh, a family vacay with this mod. Fine. Yeah, I wish. He's such a babe. Anyway, yeah, it's a lot of animals. Um, but he follows only three hundred nine people, mm-hmm. including modest. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Love. Do you think it, they have friends? I don't. I just like. No way he'd be friends with Taylor Swift. He could be if he wanted. Yeah, but. Oh, like, unless he knows her British boyfriend. Oh, And yes, that's how they met. Yes, yes. Um, Emma Watson. Yeah, love. Harry Potter fan. She's just a national treasure in the UK. Yeah. No surprises. Yeah. Um, I'm always, like, I, I just want Emma to just go out with someone great. I know. Someone unexpected. Like, kind of like Alicia Vikander just started going out with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. And you were like, oh. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, he follows Ellie Goulding. Yeah, she's like in that crew. Yeah, she's in the gang. It's so weird to me. It was a rumor that she dated Prince Harry for a while. What? Uh, and Sienna Miller. So it's basically just a lot of hot, famous British women who he yeah. probably has met. Do you think he's like tuning? I think he wouldn't say no to Emma Watson. Or Sienna Miller. Yeah, or Sienna Miller. She's oh, heaven. She is heaven. Um. And yeah, so shall we get on to the big news of the week? Yes, this is a very weird, horrible topic. Topic. Yes. You were kind of like, we need to talk about R. Kelly. And I was like, why? I just missed the whole thing. And then I caught up and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. So you were kind of more like, well, it was the same as me. Like when I first started seeing R. Kelly headlines pop up again, I was just like, this has been a forever thing. Yeah. Where we've always known he's like a creep and then when I actually started deep diving into it I was like holy crap so basically there's a new um lifetime doco series called surviving r kelly and it's a six-part documentary and in it so last year buzzfeed released this really really in-depth incredible piece um where they say that r kelly basically has a cult and in it they speak to speak to parents of girls who have disappeared and haven't spoken to their parents in like three years um, because they're living with R. Kelly and he allegedly takes their phones away from them and replaces it with a phone that they're only allowed to use to speak to him on. And yeah, the, the huge BuzzFeed expose, which I'm surprised didn't go far more viral than it did at the time. Like, I didn't you know even what? hear I about it. I have to say, I remember it, uh, us talking about it at work. And it being so bizarre that it was almost like unbelievable, too weird to yeah. write about for a like uh, a fashiony website mm. that has a bit of news and pop culture. It mm. felt like R. Kelly runs a sex cult. Just felt crazy, so flamboyant and crazy a headline that you kind of couldn't get your head around it. And then it didn't really take off in a um, mainstream mainstream sense. news way mm. either so it was just a weird thing that i remember reading but then thinking well if this was a huge criminal issue surely he'd be arrested and just not really getting it i find it kind of crazy and weird that i feel like the new york times now will be cooking themselves that they didn't actually really investigate this 
as they did with Harvey Weinstein. Because now basically what's happened is after that piece came out, the surviving R. Kelly documentary has just been released and it features some really high-profile celebrities, John Legend and Chance the Rapper being among them. Um, But basically, so what it does is it, in the series, it talks to women who lived with R. Kelly, women who dated him, um, his ex-wife of 10 years speaks out. And in it, a lot of them allege that, so different things. So they either lived with R. Kelly in his home or he had other homes that he, that the woman lived in and they would live in them together, but they weren't allowed to speak or communicate in any way. Um, he replaced their cell phones with phones that they could only use to communicate him or with permission, communicate others with others. Um, he, if they were naughty, I don't know if they didn't obey the rules or whatever, he would lock them in a room and not feed them. Um, a woman said that sometimes girls would go like two to three days without being fed or let out of the room. Um, yeah, so he dictates what they eat, how they dress, when they bathe, how they sleep, and what and how they engage in sexual account- encounters, which he records. Um, yeah, and a lot of women have said he physically abused them. Um, one man said that... Oh, sorry. One woman says... So, we... Sorry, I keep stuttering. One woman who used to live with R. Kelly said, when you disobey him or question him, that's considered breaking the rules. The no-eat list is somebody who disobeys daddy. That's when he decides to starve you. One anonymous former employee quoted in the docuseries corroborates this, saying that a young woman was confined to a room. She would often go two or three days without food. So he asked everyone to call him daddy. Um, And he'd always make them dress in like full-blown like track suits where like baggy track suits if they were ever around other people because he didn't want other people looking at them and he'd make them face the wall if other men came into the room so because he didn't want anyone looking at his woman and one time he um he was at like i don't know subway with one of the girls and she was too friendly to the guy who served them and so he took her outside and beat her allegedly jesus yeah it's just crazy and so a lot of these parents are coming out and saying like one of them was like we went to an r kelly concert with our 15 year old daughter he pulled her or like got security to pull her out of the crowd and come backstage we weren't allowed to go backstage then she came home with us that night she'd obviously gotten r kelly's number and was secretly texting him for months and then she just disappeared yeah. and she'd gone to live with him and like they she was they were like we've gone as far as to the fbi we've hired like anyone we can we've gone to the police with filed missing persons reports but because she's not missing and because she's she says she's fine because they say she's been brainwashed the police can't do anything about it it's like she's not missing she's she's living with that with this guy and because they're now over like a lot of them have like just turned 16 or 17 he's 52 and has a 20 year old daughter um they like they can't do anything about it obviously those accusations that you just talked about are really terrible and harrowing but I think what's equally crazy is just the fact that this has been bouncing around I think the first accusations were in like the year 2000 yeah. um, and that he literally went to court in 2008 like this has just been a really long thing that's in the public domain mm. and it even this doesn't feel even now with all this coming out doesn't feel anywhere near the level of the Harvey Weinstein scandal no, which is crazy. I, I would, I mean, you don't want to quantify what's worse or worse, but this is 
worse in terms of having an actual sex cult of women and locking them in rooms and starving them for days on end and mm. attacking girls who are 15 years old like that literally makes you a pedophile like it's yeah it's crazy like yeah so in 2008 he was acquitted in a child pornography case but it was literally just because they couldn't identify that it was really the girl that it was in the sex tape and so he got out of it and he like cried in the courtroom and stuff and then just went off to like keep getting 14 year old girls at concerts and taking them backstage yeah. away they're at concerts with their, parents. with their parents and then with yeah. a lot of them like the parents are just trying to con like parents who are probably his age yeah or younger yeah. trying to contact him to be like give our children back it's just crazy even how he was married to alia mm. when, when she was, she was 15. 15 and he was like 27 seven or something mm. it's bizarre to me why this isn't taking off i don't understand it i don't get why the conversation is do you think because it's it's so huge that it's almost too hard to wrap your brain around um i think that it is taking off like in in terms of the fact that like a lot of celebrities are putting their weight behind it cara delavine did you see yeah she said she lost fifty thousand followers by posting about thing r kelly gaga has come out um and apologize for ever working with him like people it is getting traction but yeah i find it kind of crazy that it's not getting it's a very slow burn yes um there was a really fantastic piece in the new yorker about um the sort of uncomfortable intersection between race and the me too movement um and there was some fantastic quotes in there that i loved um he started the journalist by talking about how in his experience um, growing up, if black men committed violence, black women would still want to protect them because they were so untrusting of the police. Mm. So they would – he talked about a friend of his mother's who was being beaten by her husband and how she kind of made the decision that she'd rather risk being killed by him even though she knew that was a possibility than turn him over to the police because she knew how badly white police officers would treat him. Mm. And I think um, he sort of goes into this idea of – the the way that we understand and make sense of black men who are already at a disadvantage then being sort of brought down in a predominantly white society if that makes sense so he he has a great line in it where he says there's a gulf between the accusations directed at harvey weinstein matt lauer and les moonves wealthy white men whose alleged excesses were understood as a perquisite of their status and those directed at bill cosby and r kelly Black men for whom success represented some broader communal hope that long odds in life could be surmounted. Yeah. So that's a really great read. And I think that you, with the, things like this, you can't separate uh, race from the conversation, especially when we've had this sort of trending of Black Lives Matter in relation to the victims because so much attention was placed on the white, glittery, glitzy victims of the Harvey Weinstein scandal. And now you've got these young, really vulnerable girls and people just don't seem to care about them as much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I think another thing is like that people pointed out was like when R. Kelly was going through the child pornography case, he was leaning a lot on his race and doing the whole like their argument was that people were just trying to bring down a successful black man. Um, the same as Bill Cosby. The same yeah, as like OJ Simpson. He, he used this very explosive lynching metaphor, which the author said often in cases of lynching in the 50s and before that, there was a lot of wrongful accusations of sexual assault against black men that weren't true. And that mm. was a way that they justified doing it. So him sort of drawing on that to excuse his own terrible behavior is very gross as well. Yeah. But all in all, bad man. Bad man. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Papier, which is very fitting given that we're both writers. And we actually genuinely love stationery. I love a good notepad. Love a good personalized diary. This year, I want to be very organized instead of my usual frazzled self. So I've got a notepad from Papier's new Romance Was Born collab. Very chic. They love a good designer collab, don't they? Yep. They've done Mother of Pearl, House of Holland. What notepad did you go for? Mine is pink and it's covered in pictures of Elvis's face. Love that. Very you. Yes, very me. What are the uh, New Year's resolutions you're going to use your Papier stationery for? I want to stamp out my very annoying habit of double booking. What about you? I bought a second diary, uh, which connects very well to our money episode, which I'm going to use as a money diary slash budgeting tool. Very clever. Good luck to you. <laughs> Papier is offering an exclusive discount of 15% off for After Work Drinks listeners. Just enter After Work Drinks, all one word, at the checkout. All of the pieces are printed in Sydney, which we love, and you get free delivery on all orders over $75. Thank you to Papier. Love you, Papier. So another thing that popped up on my newsfeed today was Yolanda Hadid, who's the mother of Bella Hadid and Gigi Hadid, and she posted a lingerie selfie for her 55th birthday. She wrote quite a long post and she said that she's finally back to the original 1964 version of herself, living in a body free of breast implants, fillers, Botox extensions, and all the bullshit I thought I needed in order to keep up with what society conditioned me to believe what a sexy woman should look like until the toxicity of it all almost killed me. Your health is your wealth, so please make educated decisions. Research the partial information you're given by our broken system before putting anything foreign in your body. And that really ties in because Grace and I have been wanting to talk for a while about plastic surgery, um, mostly Botox and fillers, and just how much it has become such a craze in our generation. It's this weird thing because it's so ubiquitous and everyone seems to be secretly doing it. Um, but there's never been any real conversations about, aside from like this and Kylie Jenner undoing her lip filler, but then not really even doing that. Mm. There's no 
interesting, engaging public debate. Not no, but there's not much among young women that we know talking about this as a craze and as a everyone just started kind of doing it without any yeah I know. That we were gonna do it yeah like, it's weird i feel like there's still such a weird stigma about it and like more and more people may be doing it but are they telling their spouses are they telling their friends are they telling their kids the stigma around plastic surgery hasn't gone away and even like people who i don't know like I feel like the thing with it is that we're so open about so many things and especially with beauty, you can, people are very open about skincare and love talking about skincare products with makeup. You can see when someone is wearing makeup, when someone gets their hair done, you can tell that they've gotten their hair done. When someone puts an effort into how they dress, you can tell that too. But I feel like with plastic surgery and, you know, in particular Botox and fillers, which I feel the millennial generation are more leaning to, Mm. um, whether that be lip filler or um, the eye yeah. Filler. So another yeah. really popular one is under eye filler to fill out the hollows under your eyes and the like bags. And also cheek fillers are really popular. Yes, but no one kind of ever acknowledges that they're doing that. So then I feel like it, it kind of it's sort of like Photoshop in real life because I know people who don't wear any makeup. Yes, and they wear their hair natural and they just look like these natural beauties. But you would have no idea that, like, on the download, they've been getting Botox since they were 21. Yes. And they probably have filler as well, which I feel like people are kind of slowly opening up more about Botox. Yes. But less about different fillers and all these other little things, which you could, you know, like, if you have those smile lines. Yes. People are getting filler to, to cover that. Or if you have crow's freak from laughing, people are getting Botox in there. And I feel like people are maybe being like, oh, yeah, I've had Botox in my frown lines, but won't open up about any of this other stuff. And I just, I don't know, I find it kind of hard to, people don't need to be transparent if they don't want to, that's up to them. But I just find it hard because suddenly every woman you look at just has these plump, beautiful, full lips and no wrinkles. And I just feel like that's now setting us up for this unrealistic beauty standard that we already had. Yeah, totally. I think part of it as well is that it feels, what's very cool at the moment if you're not into that like Kardashian Jenner kind of look, it's very cool to be natural, to focus on skincare, to mm. say you don't wear makeup, to wear just tinted moisturizer and like a lick of mascara, and that's it. It's very glossy, cool. girl. Yeah, it's like very cool to seem uh, sort of uninterested in how you look, but equally naturally effortlessly beautiful like Mm. that's very much the beauty vibe of the moment people aren't hugely overdone it's all about and i think this ties into like once we started talking about this my brain kind of exploded because i felt like we have this obsession with wellness and eating well and these cult-like followings around instagrammers and bloggers who have these really strict healthy lifestyles we have this cult around skincare and anti-aging and skincare products and I kind of think that none of obviously skincare works and obviously you should eat well but I kind of think that a lot of the time these people are getting filler and Botox to look beautiful and useful mm. and are then getting these cult followings of people being like what's your skincare routine what's your diet and the whole thing's yeah, kind and, of a con <laughs> and taking like Roaccutane on a low dosage every single day so they don't get any breakouts ever yes. like there's all this undercover stuff going on yeah. and also it's kind of like the thing where, you know, Ruby Tuesday Matthews, the blogger who came out last week and said that a lot of influencers 
use cocaine to lose weight and like long the cocaine and long black diet which obviously harkens back to the kate moss days yeah exactly we think we're so but, beyond that now but yeah, yeah but it's sort of like that thing where you'll eat super healthy and eat vegan and then you'll just take cocaine to be skinny and then you'll like the same with botox you'll just be injecting yourself with these chemicals you don't even know yeah. what it's doing to you yeah like actual needles going into your face or actual like filler. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's going like, in there. It's like this thing that eventually breaks down inside your skin. Yes. Going in, but we're like, oh, better not have like anything. Like a non-organic with- avocado. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's really interesting. I think it's interesting to me as well because we. It feels like we're at this really watershed moment in terms of feminism being really mainstream and people wanting to embrace diversity and and intersectional feminism becoming really important to people and we're moving the conversation forward in so many important ways and yet our standard of beauty is kind of more narrow than it ever has been or more unattainable than it ever has been like where in the past it was oh why can't I look like that now it's like you can if you get your nose broken and reshaped Mm. and you get your jawline physically shaved and you get the fat sucked out of you like these things, it's almost suggesting that you're not working hard enough. To look beautiful. You, yeah, like yeah. You, beauty on like, that like level is attainable. Yeah. If you spend enough money and try hard enough, it's almost a higher metric than any other time in, in history. Yeah, At this we, weird time where feminism is like the most embraced it ever has been. Yeah, which is so crazy. And then there's another thing, which is like the post-feminist movement or whatever yeah. it is um where it's like you know the emily radikowskis of yes. the world who say you know i'm empowered and if i'm empowered and i want to get botox or in her case show my breasts or yeah. wear whatever i want then that's up to me and that's me being an empowered woman but it's like it's like i'm not against anyone choosing to change their looks or wear whatever they want absolutely not but i think it kind of dates it goes further than that. Like the reason yes. you want Botox is not because you feel empowered by putting needles in your face or because yes. you like, like the process of it. It's because you like how you look afterwards, which is because we're made to think that we should eternally look 22. Yes. Like if everyone at age 27, 28, 29, 30 had small frown lines and crow's feet and like smile lines, it, I feel like no one would even think twice, but because no one does, because everyone's getting this, suddenly yeah. it's like, it's more just like an ageism thing. And we're like totally. so anti-racism, sexism, everything, but no one's turning against like ageism as a whole. Like, why are we not talking about the fact that like in movies, people cast a 55-year-old man with a 21-year-old love interest? Yeah, And like, I, I just feel like, it's such a weird part of society that we're not focused on. Totally. And instead we're all secretly like you're supposed to be like cool with getting older without looking older. Yeah. That's like the whole thing. You're meant to age gracefully and be to be an intelligent, thoughtful, serious minded professional person. You shouldn't get like, look at the way people like Nicole Kidman and Courtney Cox are just dragging like, and Renee Zellweger Mm. dragged through the mud for having, visible plastic surgery and botox ridiculed marked made fun of but it's not the fact that they got it that's the problem it's the fact that they got it in a way that wasn't discreet and tasteful which is obviously what they're aiming for we want Mm. women to look ageless but we don't want them to show us how they're doing it i don't want to judge any woman that gets it because 
No. I will probably get it at some point in my life because we live in a society that rewards us for looking young, looking attractive, looking fresh. Your being young is now a benefit in the workplace, whereas in the past being older and having more experience was a benefit. It's mm. your career prospects are heightened if you look a certain way if yeah. you're a woman. Like and I also think another thing is like for a lot of women, they have like very, very, very visible forehead lines from the age of like 21 onwards. Yeah. And it's the only thing they look at when they look in the mirror and it really upsets them. And it's like, it's all they can see in photos. Or for me, it's my frown line. Yeah. It's like it upset me for years and years. And years. My mum has a massive frown lines. Yeah. And I just look like I'm scowling all the time. I look like I'm angry all the time. Yes. And so... So many women feel like that and they're like, oh, it's an easy fix. And I like totally get that. I'm not against that at all. My thing is more like, I think that I'm more kind of focused on like fillers at the moment because I feel like now more and more people are kind of more open about Botox and people are sort of start, like there is sort of a conversation. Like, I mean, among my friends at least, like my friends will be pretty open if they've had Botox, but with filler, apart from lip filler where, you know, like sometimes you can tell or sometimes someone will be open about that, but it's like the other little things that no one is saying like I had no idea you could get filler for your under like I hate when I smile like this I'm, yeah. just, I'm like creepily smiling gross <laughs> that like it's so hollow under here yeah and it's been a thing since I've gotten older and it's like these huge massive hollow things and I just had no idea that you could even get filler there until someone at my work who worked in the beauty industry and who has had that done and who started off with Botox and then moved, eventually moved on and on. And it's because you're going there and you're fixing that. And then suddenly you learn that that's possible and you think, Oh, that's easy. And it's just this, like, I feel like it is a bit of a gateway thing into yes. more. And, and then, then it's like, where do you stop? That's something I wanted to talk about because I feel like this huge thing about, um, the Botox filler lifestyle is the fact that it starts making you aware of things of your face that you just wouldn't have been aware of in the past. Mm. Like um, the other day I was like literally Googling jawline shaving because I was like, okay, how much would that actually cost? And blah, 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 blah. It's like what apparently Bella Hadid has had done and you just get like your jawline shaved down. So you've got a more sort of, Oh yeah. Whatever face. Chiseled, face, chiseled face, and it's like six thousand dollars so in Australia. Many things. But there is, she apparently she said buckle fat removal, which is when they come in through your mouth and suction out the fat under your mm. cheekbones, so your cheekbones look more defined. And people just get their little their eyebrows lifted a little yes. bit, like stuff pulled here, so your eyes look more cat like. Like there is just things and you I, would never even look at your face and think to be insecure about. You become insecure about because you see these people that are all being told by a plastic surgeon that has a very financially vested interest in you wanting to get more stuff done is like, well, have you thought about those lines or have you thought about this or have you thought about yeah, that? And exactly. How people get down these. And I am holes. also like, then if you're like trying not to see it, the stuff done and if you're trying not to get a filler under your eyes, cause yeah. that's like the creepiest, scariest thing in the world. Yeah. You then just start to look really ugly because everyone yeah, else has everyone that. Else is getting it. Like it's exactly. crazy. Like it's like, become the new normal. And I think I, I don't have a, problem with it per se but i think it's crazy that we're not speaking discussing about it, it yeah. openly or it's not being reported on as this huge phenomenon like even researching this there was a handful of articles but it was pretty minor mm. as a as a topic of conversation i also think that like it's something that a lot of young women myself included like i my mum told me that she had botox when she was 50 
for, for those for those frown yeah. lines and i remember flipping i was like are you joking that's insane yes. like that's crazy why would you ever do something like yeah. that and she was 50 yeah like it's and and i also think like a lot of young women who haven't got wrinkles yet if they're listening will think what this is crazy i would never do that and a lot of men as well yeah but um I loved reading Leandra Medine's piece on Man Repeller where she was like, I'm 28 and I've only just started noticing these wrinkles. And as soon as I've started noticing these wrinkles, I want to get rid of them. Yeah. Like it's just this thing where you like, you look in the mirror one day and you see these wrinkles forming and you're just like, I want to stop this. And Botox is an easy way. You just go in pay and like they're gone. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is like, you know, everyone says that it's preventative. Yeah, the thing with it being preventative is it's literally like yes, if you get early enough that you don't have a wrinkle on your face, yes, and start freezing it, there's not going to be any wrinkles on your face as long as you continue to keep freezing your face for the rest of your life. Yes, but as soon as you stop, those your muscle you'll start using those muscles again, and those wrinkles will form. And it's also so it's like it's just like lifelong consumers. It's not saying like then you can like stop using it later and you won't get wrinkles ever like at all. And I think that's what everyone kind of thinks. Yeah, I think um, Dana Berkowitz has written a lot about um, Botox as an industry and I really like her because she she sort of, in her book, talks widely about all the downsides from Botox and at the end is like, but I still get it. Like, (laughs) like, these are all the reasons why it's not good for feminism, but like, I still get it sometimes. But she was saying that this preventative Botox thing, there is some science to it, but really it's being peddled by an industry to get lifelong consumers in early because Botox costs, I don't know if people know, costs between three like, and four hundred dollars yeah. of go and it is lasts for two or three months. So really you could be looking at four hundred dollars four times a year for the next Forever. infinite amount yeah. of years. So it's it, preventative Botox does have some like scientific backing, like you say, but be dubious about but like the the what they're saying is like yes it will stop like you won't get a line because your face is frozen but as soon as you stop yes. using it you will yes like it's not saying it's gonna you use it for like four years and it will prevent the lines from forming because no like if you go long enough without it you will use those muscles again yeah I just found that like like I kind of already knew that but when I was just reading all about it in every single place was just like yeah that's that totally. uh, just, I was just like I feel like so many women don't realize that yeah but I guess like also the other side of it is once you have a wrinkle like once you have a big frown line wrinkle which I do in the middle of like on my left yeah. hand side yeah above my eyebrow once you have that even if you get Botox it won't go away yes like it's still that wrinkle is always going to be there it just won't get worse yes so like there's both sides of it yeah um it's funny what you were saying before about how you were outraged with your mom because I feel like I realized recently that I've kind of flipped and I feel not guilty, but I feel weird about the fact that now if Botox comes up in a conversation, I'll back in the day, I remember when I was like in my first or second year of working as an intern and I went on a shoot and there was like a really prominent Australian beauty figure there. Um, and she was like, Oh, I've just had Botox. So I hope my face isn't weird in this photo or something. And she was like, yeah, yeah. I've been getting it since I was like 23. And my jaw was like on the floor. Like I was yeah. like, I can't believe someone in their early 20s would ever get Botox. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Like This is the craziest thing that's ever happened. This happened to me three years ago, same. Yeah. And now on the weekend, 
I was frowning at the polo and I was like, God, I need to get fucking Botox on these lines. Mm. And our friend was like, what are you talking about? You're so crazy. And I was yeah. like, it's not that weird. Yeah. I was like, I'm now perpetuating this idea that it's totally fine and normal to get Botox at 25 because everybody else does. Yeah, but I've just flipped. And I'm like, yeah. when did I go from being outraged at that to being, I know. no, that's fine to do. Yeah. I want to do it. That, like, I was like, I don't know what that mental process was. I love this line in Leandra Medine's piece uh, where she said, um, aging is beautiful and graceful, good and cool, I guess, until it starts happening to you. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally. like, that's what probably yeah. changed. I was like, Botox, outrageous. And then when you start getting lines, you're like, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, watch the space five years' time. We'll both be like as plastic as these microphones. Exactly. Looking <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Yes, join um, our Facebook group. Yes, After Work Drinks podcast. Yes. On Facebook, um, where we will post just articles of the week that interested us. We'll post about the podcast um, and good books we've read and things like that. Um, yeah, so we will see you next week. Please message us if you have any questions or comments or want to chat about this week's episode. But please don't message me anywhere about money because I feel very stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. everyone. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.